You are listening to The Sauna Show, a podcast that explores new ways to combat modern life and reclaim your health and vitality. We connect you with real people who are doing epic things by their own design. My name is Sebastian Mirau and I am the co-CEO of Clearlight Saunas International and a passionate entrepreneur and health enthusiast as well. I'm sitting down with scientists, holistic health practitioners and change makers in the wellness space who are making an impact to talk about all things detox, health and happiness. Hi everyone, today we are with Jason Gilbert. He is a chiropractor and a sports practitioner who has worked with the World Surfing League for over 20 years. He knows most of the big guys out there. And he has taught in universities as well, runs a health clinic over the last 20 years, has had a, um, a TV show for some years as well. So he's, uh, he's well-rounded and has seen many things. And uh, Johannes, uh, you remember Jason? I do. I'm excited that we had the opportunity to interview Jason, hearing more about his passion, his approach to health. Uh, and he also speaks quite in depth about the different cells and what happens on a cellular level. So when you spoke with Jason, what was your feeling that you had from speaking with Jason? Uh, we know he's a really nice guy, but you know, how did he come across to you when you, when you had the chance to interview him? What was interesting about Jason is like, you know, that there might be actually something in your diet why you have pains here and there rather than something wrong with your body itself and you know and maybe there's something about how you actually think that really impacts your sleep rather than actually uh, something wrong with your hormones or with something wrong with with uh, how you eat you know it could be just the thinking so it, he he allows you to to think a little bit broader about what the issue can be and and offer solutions there as well and um Yeah, I, I really love that because it's, it's so practical and, and I think you guys will, will agree when, when you listen to this that, that he has a lot of solutions to offer that, that are really, really clear um, in, in the framework that he puts in. Well, everyone, without further ado, enjoy the conversation that I had uh, with Jason Gilbert. So welcome on the show, Jason. I'm so stoked to be here. And again, it's a, it's, it's a pleasure to see what the Byron Shire has to offer in terms of so many people get attracted here for um, seeking wellness, but there are equally amount of people that actually even, you know, born here and, and, and really seek, seek more and more wisdom that they then share with, with their patients, with the audience, with everyone. Yeah, so. 100, I 100% agree. Once, thank you for inviting me. Um, but I agree. It's one of the reasons I moved here. Huh. And it was such a pleasant surprise to arrive here and, and start to resonate with people on that level mm. and see that they, so many people have moved here for a healthier lifestyle. Mm. You know, they've said goodbye to, you know, more expensive paying jobs, sorry, higher paying jobs in bigger cities <laughs> and more expenses yeah. to come to a place where maybe they're not making as much, but yeah. their health is, you know, obviously their biggest asset and they're definitely contributing to that. Yeah, yeah. And there's a new definition about health out there, I think, nowadays and when, you know, maybe in the 50s, 60s, 70s. I think the younger generations have a re really different understanding of what health is and that they really want to maintain it. And I'm sure you come across that quite a bit. For sure. And that's a good point. I, I see a lot of younger people now and a lot more people actually um, seeing that it's what you are, not what you have to be, not to have. Wow. And to be... You know, it doesn't matter what level you look at it, whether you want the highest grade of spirituality or emotional development, you won't reach it without having your physiological side, you know, your healthy physical health mm -hmm. as good as it could be. Mm. And I know that firsthand because I've lost mine before and I knew that I spiritually and emotionally wasn't growing as much as I could have. And when I fixed that up, wow, what a difference. Mm. So I think luckily a lot of young people also now have access to podcasts And to, you know, a lot of um, health leaders yeah. that they can follow, that they can resonate with and that influence them positively in that regard. So they don't have to get sick first. Yeah, yeah. How exciting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But there wasn't uh, like that for you, right? You, you were born in a slightly different time and maybe with a slightly different outlook, eh? Yeah. So for me, um, look, I would say the first time in my life that I thought about health, and this is such a, an important moment, was um, at school. We had health lessons. And I remember our teacher was an ex-rugby player. Mm. He might have been playing at the time, actually, but he's definitely ex now. Um, <laughs> but back then, there was this big rugby player and talking about atherosclerosis. And he had a diagram of a healthy artery and the foods associated with that and an unhealthy artery 
and the foods associated with that, for example, trans fat foods like fish and chips or yep. hot dogs or whatever, and the other side, an apple and a few other healthy foods, I was like, <gasps> there's no way I want that. Yeah. You know, so, and plus the times that I was sick during my life, I just felt that bad sick mm-hmm. that I thought, no, I, I don't want to feel like this. Mm-hmm. I think most of us who drink at some point in our lives, I don't anymore, but back then, Waking up with a hangover makes you say the same thing every time you do. <laughs> so it might take a little while and a few more hangovers to get there. But if your mind's already saying, no, I'm, this is not what I want, then it can draw you towards that. So I guess even back then, oh, actually, this is another influential time, was owning a health food store. My family owned a health food store when I was a kid and I'd work there, uh, actually as a teenager. So can you imagine how many incredible people I met? Oh, yeah. It's the best place to meet people, I bet. Oh, it's yeah. so good, isn't it? Like even <laughs> yeah. if I go into any health food store yes. now as a customer, it's great Around to meet the world. people. Around yeah. the world, hey? Yeah. And so there um, I would firstly, when elderly people would come in and they'd buy basic things like brewer's yeast, for example, or aloe vera juice, yeah. a lot of them wouldn't have the money to buy flash vitamins. Yeah. You know, they'd just yeah. buy the basics. And when I, I'd associate that. So firstly, you don't have to spend a lot of money to be healthy and it goes back to the raw material mm-hmm. instead of being some synthetic vitamin, for example. But the other thing is I'd always ask, you know, healthy people that I'd see around 80s or 90s, say, hey, what's your trick? I've never not done that. Yeah. And then later on working as a chiropractor all those years in South America, literally treating thousands of people, often hundreds a day in social campaigns and, um, and seeing the healthy ones go, what do you do? What's your trick? Yeah. You know, and they're not, it's not rocket science. Most of them will say that, you know, there's a slight degree of craziness or madness, but they'll joke. They're very happy people. <laughs> Love's really important for a lot of them. Physical activity as well. Yeah, right. You know, we're talking people in the Andes that, that have lived, they're living to 90, 100 or more and they, they don't have electricity. Yeah. They don't have medication. So it's not lack of medication that's making people sick at that age, is it? Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean? So you start to join the dots mm-hmm. and start to, to see what you want and what you need to do to get healthy. Mm, right. So, so through the exposure to people like that in the health food store, is that how you actually started um, sort of seeking out health and maybe planning, planning your career or was it, did, did that take a little bit longer to find your profession? Definitely mm. in one way because even back then I remember when I was 16 looking at the, the labels and going, oh, okay, vitamin A, good eye, good for your eyes, good for Great, I want good eyes. Yeah, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this one here, silicon, okay, hair and nails. They're okay, but, you know, just in case, I'll take that. You know, so it was more that attitude, but yeah. I know that there was interest there and there was that, there was that little fire of fashion starting. Mm. And I think when you work with patients and work with people, you, you choose a profession that you're going to serve people. So that whole sensation of helping someone from when I, even from working at the store, to later on my, my course taking me to, to chiropractic in South America and just feeling that amazing sense of gratitude, not gratitude, sorry, um, yeah, gratifi- uh, gratification mm. when you mm. see somebody who has, has improved, you know, yeah. someone who's healthier, positively impacted. Yeah. Um, so I would say also we t- talk about health and what I like to usually define because I do it with my patients is also say, well, look, we talk about health but a lot of times – People say, yeah, it's something they want. You know, we talk about it and we can enthuse people, but quite often I'm enthusing a lot of people uh, wanting health, but their definition of health isn't really congruent with health. Mm. Okay, and if, if I was going to qualify that, I'd say, for example, you know, if, there's, if I ask, for example, a group of people, oh, guys, tell me what you, know, what you think health is, a large part, a portion of that group will say, yeah, it's how I feel, and another yeah. part will say it's how I, how I look. Mm. And, um, you know, like sadly those two definitions could get you seriously sick or have you ignore your health until that happens. So health's not based on symptoms, okay? You can have so many people feeling great waking up in the morning and and die of a heart attack. That will happen every day. But they're clearly, you know, compromised as far as their cardiovascular health. And then think of people like uh, Patrick Swayze or Farrah Fawcett, for example, that I remember seeing in late-stage cancer, pancreatic cancer, where they look great and they're only two months away from passing away. Mm. So they're, they're not the definitions. Um, and actually there's one more thing I'd say. When I speak to a group of people, I'll say, hey, tell me or write down the five most important things in your life. Mm. And people write down, okay, so my sport, my exercise, my family, my wife, my kids, my work, my relationship with God, whatever. 
and but very rarely is health on that list. Wow. That's yeah. why it's so important to have that definition clear. Mm. So when we get past that part, we say, well, hang on. So what is health then? Mm. Like if we want something, we should know what it is. And it, it's a really easy uh, definition. It's when our cells are working 100% correctly, functioning 100% the way they're intended to function. Mm-hmm. And that's called homeostasis. There's actually a word for it mm-hmm. that isn't used very often, but it's actually called homeostasis. So my, if I look back, if you ask about health back mm-hmm. then, that's what it was for me. <laughs> you know, how I looked, how I felt. I thought I could train off uh, a bad diet through exercise. Yep. So when I say a bad diet, that might have been, you know, a, a couple of pizzas a week or it could have been, you know, a beer or a couple of beers on the weekend. It could have been sweets, whatever it was. I honestly thought that that wasn't going to have the load and, and the, the effect on my health that it did. And that's one thing I can look back and say that anything inflammatory will contribute to any other process that's inflammatory in your body. And I wish I realized that earlier, not only for myself, my patients. Yeah, wow. So would you say that that definition or, or the five most important things for people has changed over the years then and with younger generation? Or do you, do you feel like, no, it's still sort of that superficial, yeah. well, no, not superficial, but, you know, like health is not part of it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, unfortunately, I'd, yeah. I'd have to say that I still think that I know there are more and more people. Yeah. Probably the people listening to this podcast, for yes. example, people who are, who are taking their time and interest in that. But in general, we live in a society, not not just in respect to health, it could be in respect to global warming or whatever it is, we're a society that really worries about the problem when it already happens. So that means if we're talking about our health, we have to lose it first to think about it. Yeah. Now, if that happens, for example, with a heart attack and, and death, because 50% of people will die on their first heart attack, what a shame because they've never had, never thought about it, never had a chance to to change anything. But for other people, it could be getting sick early. Mm. You know, it could be, in my case, for example, I got mercury toxicity mm. through removing my fillings incorrectly. And look, it was really unpleasant. It took me ages to figure it out. It was a huge amount of anguish involved, but I was youngish, you know, so it took 10 years to get that out of my body. But at the same time, thank God I found out then instead of when I was 70 years of age. So you know, depends when you find out and how you do that, Mm, which mm. is a shame. And I really think that going back to school, if we educated people and kids at a younger age, they'll get it. Kids Mm -hmm. kids get it more than adults, Mm -hmm. you know. So in that regard, unfortunately, I don't think it has changed that much. And we're getting sicker. You know, when you think about it, we've got more hospitals, more doctors, more ambulances, more everything can that's associated apparently with health, Mm. but we're getting sicker. But what we've got to understand is that our health um, insurance or our the ministry of health is actually they're both things directed at disease okay more doctors more hospitals mm-hmm. that's disease treatment it's not health care yeah so that that word i've got a big problem with because health care is unfortunately disease care in our society yeah 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 um slightly diff- different experience for me in Germany, because health insurances, you have to stick with your health insurance. It's, they're massively expensive. They take it right off your your salary, and it, it's like you know, I don't know, five to eight percent or something like that. It's, it's massive. Yeah, but um, what that significant? Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, what comes with it is actually because they know you still stay with them. It's it's not easy to change actually. And prof- each profession has their own health insurance. They do a lot of pr- more wow. preventional. So I still use the recipes that I learned as a eight nine year old to how to, to make a healthy uh, morning spread and and cook uh, cook certain rolls and stuff like that I, st- I still know that and um you know i'm not saying I, it might not i'm not in germany anymore it might not be there anymore but i, I just actually want want to um highlight that yes if you do that if you instill that really early in in, in kids or in in teenagers um that sticks with them absolutely and that and man prevention is so much cheaper it's it's incredible <laughs> yeah it's so much cheaper and like, I, actually, Germany for me has always been one of the examples in right. the world in that regard. Okay. So it would be great if we were all striving to get towards that sort of a system. Mm. But let's go back to health uh, insurance. So mm. health insurance is no different to car insurance. When, when do you use your car insurance? When something goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. When someone steals it or you have a crash. Yeah, that's it. Does it pay for the mechanic to do the maintenance? Not at all. No. no. So we have so many people that go, okay, this is my health insurance – Oh, hang on. Do you work with health? Do you do you cover? Do you know, does health insurance cover what you do? It doesn't. No. But like, it's hard. Okay, well, I'm not going to do it. 
because I'm I'm only <clears> going to pay. For, sorry, I'm only going to do it if someone else is paying for it. Yeah. So this is a really dangerous concept. Yes. I will neglect my health till it gets to a point where someone else will come and pay for it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, they're going to pay for disease. Mm-hmm. So some people might only get that disease at 70, 80. Well, I should say, only get the sign of having that disease via symptoms at a really later age, but they've got a huge compromise in their quality of life until that time. So tricky though to to know that something is going wrong. Like like for me, um, I've gone like my health ha- had quite a backseat ever since um, I had a, a newborn because you know like sleep for me seems to be pretty important and you know energy levels are not right, so I don't eat right and sure. you know and I can feel it. I can easily feel that and that's that's great. I'm grateful for that because I I take action. You know because it's actually it's so quick that I can see the difference. But So I'm not the, the type that, like the frog being in cold water and then slowly warming up because it, then you don't see the markers. Go and what, what I just want to ask you is like, well, how can we be so aware of our health when nothing is as wrong that the doctor would figure it out? Because if you go to certain like um, Ayurvedic doctors, they see it earlier, right. they see it way earlier, but they're still only, you only see them when something is wrong. So how do you know that your health is not... That you're not in, in homostasis anymore. For sure, yeah, yeah, really good question. And that, that's a bummer that we can't measure it directly because then we'd be able to know. Look, let's imagine, for example, actually, no, I will say firstly that we lose our health from a very early age. Like so how early? If It depends on the factors we're exposed yes. to. So let's imagine as a kid, if you're getting fed sugar, yeah. if you get a video game mm. whacked in, you know, in front yes. of you you know, to, and to, that promotes you to be sedentary and not active, if you're indoors and not outdoors and getting, you know, vitamin D from the sun, whatever those influences are, and we'll get into that in a minute, in a minute, sorry, yeah. because it's, yeah. this will make it really easy, but um, we're losing it bit by bit. So, and if, because most of us lose it from childhood to whatever age we are right now, we can't, we don't have a reference. Mm-hmm. We just, we can only refer to how we feel right now. Mm. Okay. So if we go back to basics and we get a car, for example, when you drive most cars, you won't be able to feel the, how healthy that car is at that time. For example, yeah. you won't know how clogged the filters are until they're really clogged, for example. Or mm-hmm. you won't know, for example, if the sort of fuel you just put in might have had a little bit more, let's say someone adulterated and put some water in there or might have a little bit more ethanol, whatever it is, the combos for that, the oil. So it's quite similar in our body. We, we don't go by how the car's feeling, but we just know that when it gets to that point, we need to do this. Mm. And that is what's lacking. If we're younger and we're learning that, for example, the importance of exercise, the importance of sunlight, there's so many people scared of the sun. We'll just get out in the sun earlier. Just understand the difference between infrared and UVA and UVB and how infrared activates that and you get infrared in the morning, for example. Mm. So it's all these little things that we can learn with time, but we don't want to have to learn them when we're already sick. Mm. Um, so what, I think this would be a good time to, to mention, okay, so if we, we know that we want health and health is 100% cell function, well, how do we, how do we get it? Mm. Because that's the way. If we, if we know that we're giving our cells what they are innately programmed to receive, yeah. then we can have the assurance that we're giving them the best chance for health. Okay, so what I do is I, I, I then put, okay, the definition... For a cell to be he- sorry, for a cell to be healthy, it needs a sufficiency of nutrients. Yeah, makes sense. Mm. And it cannot have or has to have a minimum of toxins. Yeah. If I say cannot, I mean like ideally it would have no toxins. Mm. We live in a toxic world. Can we avoid them? No, we can't. Do we have filtration systems in our body to deal with it? Yes, we do. But genetically, they're no different to what our ancestors ten thousand years ago were, get- were dealing yeah. with. But we're dealing with much more. So we have to accept the fact that our filtration systems are clogging, our lymphatic systems clogging. They're not, it's not dealing with it. And toxins are going back to the bloodstream and, and going and lodging themselves somewhere else. So that, that's something we can talk about towards the end about how we get rid of toxins. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, you, if people are aware, and this is really easy to do, if you know what your nutrients are, and in a workshop or a retreat, we'll do that. We'll say, write down what the nutrients are, okay? So... The obvious ones are, you know, your food, what you'll get from food, the right amount of fatty acids, okay, um, the right amount of minerals and vitamins and explain to people, you know, the way we do soil rotation and the way our modern uh, agricultural methods are depleting the soil of minerals, for example. Mm-hmm. So even though they know it's beneficial, it's really important they'll understand that maybe they're not getting everything they need. Um, so, yeah, the, the dietary ones are probably the easiest. Okay, so what about negative thoughts? What about jealousy? What about, you know, um, problems such as 
anguish, anxiety, they're, they're, not, they're not nutrients, are they? They're toxins. So going the other way, what would be our nutrient? Positive thoughts, happiness, mindfulness, being present. And they're all things that we can do. They don't cost a fortune to do. We just have to learn how to program our brain to do that because we lose that bit by bit. And, and th that has an impact on the cells too, right? Like massive. Massive. And, you know, it's the, the easiest way to explain how it does that, let's imagine right now I wanted to sit here and go back, let's say, 10 years ago to someone who did the wrong thing by me and they're stewing myself up about it going, oh, you know, what, what am I doing? Like physiologically, yeah. I'm increasing the, my, the secretion of cortisol from my adrenal glands. Right. So what's Stress. that do? Straight away... This is the easiest concept for most people to understand. If they understand it and apply it to their lives, it can really yep. help them. So cortisol is our stress hormone. Back in the day when we were running away from a dinosaur or a saber-toothed tiger, what do we have to do? Do we have to worry about, for example, memorizing a shopping list at that time? We didn't. Mm. So it shuts down your concentration. People, stressed out people do not have to – they forget things. Yeah. And that's why. So what's it do? It increases your, your blood pressure, increases insulin, increase, increases uh, cholesterol. Because your body has to prepare for losing a limb. It's going to have to clot. Do you know what I mean? So when you understand all of this, yeah. you can go, oh, hang on, that's why I'm stressed out, but I eat well and I do everything else. But the stress is throwing my, my cholesterol high. Yeah. So if I take medication for that, what's it really doing? Is it focusing on the cause or not? Okay, now, back then, stress was acute and beneficial. Mm. Okay? Now what happens? We can, we can I guess, simulate... Uh, situations that our body can't differentiate between a saber-toothed tiger or, you know, a permanent one. So we might turn the light on late at night, put the computer on, start to work, start to get in an argument late at night, mm. drink alcohol. This is another one I see quite a bit. When you drink wine or, or beer, less, less extent beer because there's less alcohol, but a lot of people are having terrible sleep because they have their drink at night time, it throws insulin up. In the same way cortisol can throw insulin up, but insulin can also throw cortisol up because it's a stress hormone. So what is the definition of stress? It's where we're putting ourselves in a situation where they have to adapt to it. Mm. They fail to adapt, so they have to react. That makes sense, doesn't it? Okay, oh, yeah, so yeah. something that feels pleasurable, that helps them get to sleep, wakes them up three or four hours later. Mm. And that's a problem I see so much. Wow. So these, just these little things that if we understand how the mind, going back to the mind again, yeah. we can choose to get stressed out. We can choose to throw ourselves much deeper in a situation that we need to. We can choose not to be present. You know, we can be driving along with a beautiful opportunity just to be present, okay, or we can be thinking of things from the past or the future. Um, and by learning at an early age how to control that is massive, especially in times like these where we've got more and more people on sleep medication, anxiety medication, depression, medication for depression, but taking it back to basics, they don't have genetic defects. They weren't born imperfect. They were born perfect. This is what I, I believe. It's a part mm. of me. A very, very small percentage of people may be born with genetic problems. The rest are lifestyle-induced. Yes. You know, so when we get those kids and we put them on, you know, technology too young and they're not exercising... Well, that, we're setting it up straight away, mm. you know. So back to exercise, how important is movement? Like movement actually increases sero serotonin, which you'd know. Um, most people know that word. That's our feel-good hormone. Serotonin has the ability, when it is increased, to suppress cortisol. So if you're, you, you'll feel happy, okay, mm. but mm. it goes the other way as well. So if you exercise too long, you'll, you'll secrete cortisol and it'll sort of squash the effects of serotonin. Mm. But... Getting out in the sun will increase it. Being around good people, being social, you know, like all of these things will increase serotonin. And, um, and exercise and movement's one of the best. So I would say I'm someone who's worked with movement my whole life, my mm. whole career, and I've moved and I move daily to turn my brain on and for every other benefit. Um, <laughs> it's, it's definitely the most important nutrient that we, we have, have to have. So back to that list, the person's making that little list of nutrients. We get them to make a little list of toxins. And most people will go, okay, cool. The obvious ones are your cleaning products, you know, your personal mm -hmm. hygiene mm -hmm. products, Wi-Fi. A lot of people are recognising now as well. Could be air pollution, could be you know water, um, whatever they're doing. And then they'll we'll steer them towards the less, or the least, sorry, the lesser uh, obvious toxins such as negative thoughts, sedentary lifestyle, lack of sun, uh, whatever they may be. Great, you've got a great recipe. 
that you can decide consciously. This is the thing. You can decide consciously what way you're going to take your health. Wow. It's not going to be guesswork anymore, is it? Yes. Okay, great. Okay, let's imagine. Went out last night for dinner with my mum. She had uh, her plate of fish. Ooh, I saw those chips there. I took a couple <laughs> of chips. It was a conscious decision. Yeah. Do I, do I think they're good for me? Of course they're not. But, you know, I, I consciously decided. Yeah. Which is much better than so many people who will go and choose a fast food meal for its price and be oblivious to the fact that it's, it's, it's venom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because the effects are not felt straight away, you, you, will, you will not know. You, you will not know and it goes really slowly downhill from all different, different sides. Look, at what you just said is so important because mm. it's not felt straight away. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and it is hard. If we Tricky. had that little thermometer or some sort of gauge on our body mm. to go, oh, look at the effects. Yeah, yeah. They're not felt, but they're showing. You yeah. Know, so we, we have to trust in the body. We have to trust in our health as well. And I often joke with people and say, oh, well, there's only one cause of disease. Do you know what it is? Of course, this is 98% accurate. It's not 100. And I'll sit and I'll think about it. I'll, I'll, I might say lack of water or lack yeah, of yeah. No, it's actually lack of health. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, great. Yep. And, yeah, and and it would be great. Like, is there any way that that we can measure that? I've, you know, in a sense, I don't know. You, you go to sort of Chinese medicine uh, practitioners, for example, and, and same with, with Ayurvedic. They measure your yeah, sure your pulse. I found it amazing. I was um, in one session, and they were saying, "Oh, you 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 have a lot like to a woman. You have a lot of scarring from your last from your last birth." I said, "Accurate?" And they said, "Yes." And you know what? There was the pulse. So there's they are on the pulse with it. Like they somehow know quite a bit. So hence my question. So are there subtle ways of figuring out where our health is? And and the reason why I ask that is because people might might listen and say, "Like, well, I actually don't know." I think I've always been like this, sure. or has it degraded or not? Um, you know, how, how can I find out, or should I just go to the extreme and do everything, you know, 100 or 200% just to make sure that I'm healthy? And it would be great if we would have some sort of, how can I just figure out how healthy I really am? Yeah, no, that's such a good point. Like uh, talking about practitioners, for example, mm. I've seen the same things and heard the same stories from Chinese medicine, mm. and, you know, and I, I think th within um, any health, or healing profession, there's also people who've just got a huge degree of in intuitive power as well, which can help. Yes. Um, plus, you know, the rules that they've also, I guess, the, the paradigms they've learned in their profession. So I, I would say there's the subjective ones as well. I'm a chiropractor. My work's sort of more osteophysio, chiro is a bit of a combo. I work with the World Surfing League and a lot of athletes. So it's tissue work. But, you know, <laughs> I think that I was made to do what I'm doing. I can, mm -hmm. you know, feel someone's spine or a joint. Like I said, it hurts there, right? So it's, but it's subjective. So would that be re reproducible? Would I get another professional coming along and, and palpating and feeling mm -hmm. exactly mm -hmm. the same thing? While there's that degree of subjectivity, we can't really rely on that mm -hmm. as a, a mm -hmm. method, okay? That's where someone will develop, a, I guess, a confidence or rapport with their professional and they'll, they'll follow that. Mm -hmm. So the other side, the tangible things that we can measure, that, yeah, there are definitely. Cool. You know, and one of the things I'm, I, I've used on myself and I actually i have got an example here now, mm -hmm. the aura ring is heart rate variability. Mm -hmm. That is a fantastic measure of our health. Okay, so just to explain a little bit about that, a healthy heart should have a, ve a, a different interval b between each beat. Um, when we have the same interval between each beat, that is not a good score on your heart rate variability. Mm, it mm. should vary. Okay, right that's a healthy heart. That's mm. a heart that's ready to adapt. When we're tired, fatigued, maybe we've exercised too much, stressed out, you'll commonly see just a heart with the same beat, oh, wow. you know, the same interval between mm -hmm. each beat. So that's definitely one. Um, what else? There's another thing. Oh, well, you know, we can now, actually, we can access quite a few functional medicine tests. Okay, so we can go to a functional medicine doctor and they can get, for example, our Dutch test for our hormones, which is excellent. And I would recommend everyone do that as young as possible because I've just turned 50, for example. So it's pretty hard at my age to go what my normal was back at 18. How would I know? Because is it low now? Is it high? Is mm. it normal? Yes. We don't know. Mm. But if I, if I did that back then, then I'd have that reference. So I would say as, as young as you can be when you do that, the better because then you'll have that reference. So you can test your hormones. 
Um, but it's important to understand how you test these. Mm. You know, is it through saliva? Is it through urine? Right. Okay. It's not effective generally through blood tests, but that's what we'll get at any medical centre and we do that. Wow. So d- dive deep, you know, and like mm. I'd encourage people to, to educate themselves on the right way to, to examine, get examined and test these. The, you know, there's your whole vitamin profiles as well, your minerals. You know, there's these days experts say that it's extremely difficult to receive all the minerals that we need through our food, you know, because of the depletion and agricultural methods and pesticides and all the rest. So knowing that, okay, there's one example, for example, is iodine, mm. okay, I've heard many times a drop a day of iodine, which is cheap. It's easy. Mm. Um, magnesium is another one. Magnesium is so important. Zinc, selenium. So they're, they're the four that you'll often hear that are just, you can bet on it that we're deficient. Yeah. Uh, but test it. You know, if you, you want to know more about that, just test it as a reference. Mm. Um, that's really important for sure. Yeah, yeah. We had um, John Bumpus on the on the show, and he's he's trained in um, hair tests, mineral hair tests, and it's it's amazing how accurate and and more yeah how that it just works so much better than actually the blood tells, uh, test in, in in some instances because of how they function. It's great. Exactly, and they're yeah. they're testing for function, functional testing. So instead of testing in an allopathic model with different, I guess, ranges, what the functional medicine doctors will be doing will be like, no, to have, you know, an optimal level of health, not disease, health, you'll need optimal levels of these vitamins That's it. and minerals. Very different levels. Exactly. It, yes. It's totally yeah. different. Yeah. They're measuring different things. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Rather than from here onwards you will be sick, like below here you will be sick, we know that. Doesn't mean that above it you're already vibrant in That's health, exactly. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like it's sad that, as I said, we, we lose our health gradually through life. Unfortunately, our body doesn't always tell us. Mm. It very rarely does. We mm. adapt too easily. Mm-hmm. A good example of that is let, let's imagine people who've tried a cigarette once in their life mm. or maybe they become smokers, but what happened the very first time they smoked a cigarette? Feel terrible. Yeah, that's it. Most times people will cough and they'll, their, their body will try and reject it. Mm-hmm. But, but it's frightening to see when that person continues mm-hmm. to smoke how quickly it adapts. Yeah. Like it, that was a really extreme reaction that it adapts to it. Or alcohol even, people who start drinking and then they need to have more to yes. feel the same. So yeah. we do adapt, but unfortunately our body can go years but usually decades until it gives us obvious signs that that is not beneficial for us. Yeah, yeah. And something that I had in, in a recent podcast that I thought was so powerful to hear that um, it was your sour talking about traditional me- um, Chinese medicine and he would say, well, the body tries with the alcohol really just to do its best to actually support the liver function. Unfortunately, it's not the best thing to do. John Bumpers was on the show a similar thing. He said, like, heavy metals is just a way to fill the spot that normally zinc should do. We just don't have the zinc, therefore use heavy metal. That's really smart. And then you go further and say, okay, you know, like, I actually then get the zinc or I get the, the liver stimulating, you know, Chinese herb or whatever it might be. And then actually it subsides and you don't need the, the alcohol. There's, I, I love that there's a system to the madness. Somehow there, there's something in there that you actually can, if you find someone who is educated, who's a good practitioner, they can guide you in a way that you Damn. don't have to give up. Because I remember talking to you before we got online and you were saying, look, you know, that there's something to be said about this whole topic as well that you really need to know. <laughs> Firstly, I'm, even though we can be ingesting certain amounts of vitamins and minerals doesn't mean that we are absorbing them. Mm. So with all of these factors and the degree of toxicity, we're Mm. more and more challenged in our ability to absorb them. So there's a lot of people, you know, knowing that they're deficient or they they think they're deficient in Mm. iron, okay? They're iron depleted. But it doesn't mean they're not getting enough. It means that their body's not absorbing them. And Mm -hmm. I've been working recently on myself as well with enzymes. Right. Wow, what a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. Enzymes have helped so much. So many of my body functions, there's less bloating, I've got more energy. Yeah. And our body loses that ability with time to produce them and also um, with toxicity. Mm. And if we're becoming more toxic at an earlier age, it's going to be definitely more difficult. Mm-hmm. So there, there's, there's a tip for sure that I'd tell people. If they're going to take supplements, take supplements to help. You know, always I, I like a natural source if, mm-hmm. if possible. Um, but enzymes to be able to absorb what you're getting naturally mm-hmm. from your diet. Yeah. For sure. And I think something that might be a hurdle for people to, to really understand and, and, and to, to act on a preventative health is 
there's a cost to it. Like if you go to a pr practitioner, you know, a good practitioner, then there's a cost to it. But often I found you go to it to them once or twice. They give you first sort of like a status of where you're at and then, you know, how you might want to correct it and so on. But it's often not an ongoing consultation that you need or only, you know, sort of like once a half a year, once a yeah, year. Good point. Yeah. And and I think just if you put that in perspective, it's not a lot of money to 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 buy certain supplements as you said selenium, iodine and so they're fairly cheap cheap and last for a long time. Exactly. And you know, for what you get, it's certainly worth it and and I think what you said in the beginning of of people are just not they don't want to pay for maintenance unless the insurance pays for it. It, it just needs that mind shift of like, well, you know, at the end of the day who cares who pays? It's not a lot to pay for maintenance and it gives you so much more than running to the doctor at the moment where the issue is or has already occurred because at that moment it's painful and often you only you know, limp back to a That's place it. of sort of like okay health rather than, all right, I do the maintenance 10, year early, 10 years earlier and I'm just onto it and have, have much more fulfilled and yeah. joyous life. Hey? They may or may not recuperate. Yeah. You never know. Like mm. They may or may not ever feel that level of vitality that they had at one mm. point. There's one thing I, I guess drives me on, and this is why I love educating people about health. I'm, yeah. I've just turned 50 and I feel better at 50 than what I did at 40 and 30 definitely. Really? N without a shadow of a doubt. When I was younger, I thought that putting on weight would be inevitable. Mm. And I thought also that, you know, with time I'm not going to be able to have the energy mm. or the mobility and the ability to be able to do all the things I love doing. Mm. I'm doing them all better now. I'm clearer, you know, like it's, I don't mean to be talking about me. I just mean that no, I, no. I, I, I know the state I was in and I know yeah. how much I was affected by toxicity. Yeah. And that's what drives me on to educate people and have them understand that it's not rocket science. Mm. It's, it's, sometimes it can be daunting. Yeah. Like where do you start with all of this? That's start it. with the basics. Move more. Yeah. Think better. Feed yourself better. Just those three factors will already make a massive difference. Mm. Every, every person that I speak to, after five-minute chat, I can already spot out little things that they can mm. introduce into their life that will definitely make their life better. Um, and one of them is actually that, that definition of health for sure, but sleep's so important as well. Mm -hmm. And also look at, at people, for example, Matthew Walker's um, an authority on sleep. Like read those experts' books. Mm -mm. Study what they're saying because that's also up-to-date science. Matthew Walk, for example, he says it's the number one nutrient. I, I get that because every single function, physiologic function, will be affected by lack of sleep. We'll die from lack of sleep faster than what we'll die from lack of food. Wow. Yeah. Like yeah. one night of compromised sleep is equivalent to whatever it is, 0 0.08 blood alcohol. You know, like, and anyone who's gone a whole night without sleep, oh, get in the car, you'll feel pretty drowsy. You won't be able to concentrate. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? You'll yeah. feel pretty incongruent. Yes. And, and it's, it's a big issue. Like we, you know, when in, in, in my company, we sell infrared saunas and that, that helps people often to relax and then actually fall, you know, asleep easier. And we certainly have a lot of customers that come to us because of it, because they have problems with sleep way more than, than ever before. And, um, do you have a couple of tips of like what to, what to do and where what it what it's caused by? As, as, I, as you said sure. before, alcohol was one of them. I would probably add blue light as a big one that I didn't yep. understand in my study years, and I would study so hard, would be so tired, and then couldn't sleep. And Good what sleep. was it? Yeah, exactly. Five minutes before I went to bed, I only turned off the monitor, and that's all it took, and, and would be yeah. Yeah, up for two hours. So your brain thought it was daytime. What did it do? It increased cortisol. Which is, our, which is high when we wake up. Yes. Cortisol suppresses melatonin, which is the hormone we need to stimulate sleep. Mm. Not necessarily to, to sleep the whole night, but just yep. to get us to sleep. So, yeah, it, there's really easy ways to understand it. But I, or, it doesn't matter what problem you've got. Mm. Always look for the cause. Mm. Like you don't need a health professional to do that. Um, if you're looking at sleep, for example, and you know, and look at, for example, you're training too hard just before you go to bed. Yep. Um, are you eating foods too close to going to bed are your foods high in simple carbohydrates are they increasing your blood sugar levels that'll take up insulin that'll take up cortisol so that will suppress melatonin wow. you know so go yeah. back to basics go back to the stuff that granny told us you know when we we're younger <laughs> you know get up with the sun mm. go to bed or sleep not long after that sleep sorry eat two or three hours before we sleep don't stimulate the mind too much before going to bed. Mm. Um, 
nice dark room, a nice temperature control room, or not controlled necessarily, but a cooler room. Yeah. It can't be too warm. Mm. At the moment, you know, we've got nights of 26 degrees and so many of my clients aren't sleeping. It's incredible. I actually feel good because I'm not either really well. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. Because <laughs> there's no other factor that I can see that I've introduced. Yeah. Um, and the other one would be noise. You know, so if you live in a noisy place, put some earplugs in. Yeah. Do what you've got to do. But they're the basics. You know, but definitely if you stimulate your body, whether it be through your food, mentally, you know, from the computer or work or even emotionally through, you know, interacting with someone mm. on a level that's going to put you into a stressful state, you're not looking at a good night's sleep. Yeah. That's fascinating. Like everything we have touched on so far is lifestyle related and all the solutions well, they weren't really accessible back back in the days. Maybe because they weren't needed as much. I don't know. But it is an interesting thing. It's the worst time uh, ever. And it's the best time ever at the same time. And it really depends on how you actually, which angle you go for and, and which way you look at, f where you look for solutions, I guess, as well. Do you look for solutions by looking at the symptoms or do you look Correct. for solutions? It's like, where's this yeah. actually really exactly. coming from? Like, what, what was going on this afternoon or this evening exactly. for me so that I suddenly I'm so up and, and you know active in my mind exactly. that type of thing yeah yeah for example um i've got an issue going in my life mm. am i going to choose to focus on that or am i going to take sleep medication to get mm. through it do you know what i mean or you know every time i have junk food i have indigestion will i just eat healthy food and take my body's signaling system as being accurate mm. and avoid it or will i take some other medication mm. to suppress mm. my indigestion problems. You know, like we've got so many options and ways that we can suppress and ignore symptoms. But this is probably one of the most important things I'll say in our chat, that symptoms are imperative. They're important. They're positive. Without those symptoms, we don't have any idea how our body's functioning. So mm -hmm. as we've already said, we can go years adapting to a situation without any symptoms. So if we're finally getting symptoms, why would we ignore them? Mm -hmm. Doesn't that make sense? Like, you, oh, okay, definitely. we've got the symptoms. Okay, like, hey, we've got the car, the red light's on, there's no oil. We're we going to ignore it? <laughs> What's going to happen? Yeah. And unfortunately, the, the effects of not putting oil in our yes. body, okay, yeah. not doing or providing what our body needs via that symptom, usually not through our own fault because we can't, we, we don't have a book saying, oh, this symptom means that. Yeah. Okay, but because we don't, because uh, the motor's not burning out straight away, and that would often happen in a car, like, Good cars will stop now to protect the engine. Mm. Older ones wouldn't, but we'll burn our engine out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like something we would, we would try to duct tape up the light because that's the symptom, that's right? Exactly the symptom right. is the light. Is, so we have to do something about this light. It's like, well, what does this light really mean? Oh, it means actually there's no oil. So maybe we should actually do something about the oil rather than about the light, yeah? Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Like, <laughs> that is so important. Mm. That's what I see every day, whether it be, for example, a person that had a fall when they were really young and mm. they live with back. That was my case, actually. I had pain when I was a kid all the time and I didn't understand it. Kids don't understand it. They just yeah. they get used to it. But if someone's consciously aware of something and there's pain there and they either ignore it or they take a medication to forget about it, yeah. of course, it's, it's like the, the, the wheel on a, a car. If the wheel's misaligned, it's going to overload the tyre. It's going to wear out faster. Mm. It's a mm. process, as you've said before, it's slow and accumulative. That doesn't mean we shouldn't give it the attention that it deserves at the time. You know, where, where, is it smoking? Okay, people can smoke for till they're 30 apparently and their lungs will recover. But, <laughs> okay, let's imagine that it's bad and you should yeah. never do it anyway. But yeah, it's accumulative. Mm. You know, and unfortunately, people can smoke their whole lives and get cancer. The first signs they may ever get at 60 or 70 would be blood in when they cough up. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. Wow. You yeah, can't yeah. rely on that. No. Because that could be stage 3B. And you never lung get cancer. out of it. You never get yeah. out of it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Intense. So, so if you do get symptoms, never ignore them. Never. Mm. And don't wait for them anyway. Just understand what you've got to do. Mm. And most of the things we're talking about are pretty basic. They're not, it's not rocket science. It's just learning about them and following them as best you can. Yeah. Awesome. Well, the, the natural question I think that I should really ask is like, so you, you have thought about this, of course, a lot. It seems you have quite a system in there and you call it the, the shine protocol, right? So is that, I know you do, do retreats. Is that sort of what you teach, like an overall framework for people who don't have symptoms or who, who don't really know how to, where to turn without being properly sick? Um, yeah. to, to, to get back to really optimal health, would you, would you say? We'll get a bit of a mix. Um, the Shine Protocols, I compare our body to a light and our health, sorry. So 
what happens when a light, you know, when it's used by a date comes up, when mm. it's, its life spans up, it stops shining. Mm. That's the way we should die. We should be shining, then we, we die, gone. But what really happens? It just loses its intensity, the light, bit by, sorry, our, our health bit by bit. Mm. And so we're not shining as much anymore. Yeah. So applying that to my clients and why they come, yeah, for sure. The majority aren't shining anymore and they want to shine again. Yeah. There's some that are mm. and we just augment that. So the whole thing is about taking everyone at whatever level they are mm. and introducing healthy habits and certain health modalities. The clear light on is actually one of them. Oh, cool. Um, and I always tell people what I've got at the retreat is all everything that I bought for myself. Yeah. And then great, it's there for everyone else as well. And mm. it's, it's just amazing seeing how how good everyone feels and not only that, how enthused they are after mm-hmm. they use it. And you can have a huge impact in two days or five days. Wow. Like that's the thing also, that's really encouraging to think that people can come and, you know, people can lose two kilos in a weekend, which is, no, that's not a surprise to me, but it might be to them. They might have done a lot of things to try and lose weight and, you know, they'll lose it very fast um, or they'll feel good. They'll go back and someone will say, hey, you're glowing after just mm. two days or mm. three days. Once again, is that our parameter? No, it's not. But the benefit is anyone, you know, that puts their beauty and their appearance as a priority, yeah. the healthier you are, you know, the more attractive you're going to look. So that's just mm-hmm. a bonus, even though we can't use that as a, once again, as I said, as a parameter. Because <laughs> there's a lot of other things these days to use to, to mimic that. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. That's, yeah. I think what, what's, what you were saying about healthy habits, healthy thoughts as well, that's awesome because I think... When I look at people, you can sometimes see what their mind, how their mind is actually wired. And, you know, even someone might not smile. You can see, see the lines because they smile a lot. And, you know, they smile maybe in their inside much more than the outside. But you can, you can tell. And so there's a beauty coming from all the things that you were saying as well in terms of, you know, how you actually change your mindset to things. For so, sure. Yeah. Like I, I've consciously, at, I, I don't know, let's say a couple of years ago, I, I've had a conscious shift to walk and smile at the same time. Because it wasn't normal. When I was in South America, <laughs> Sao Paulo, big city, 20 million people, I guess I was programmed yeah. just to be yeah. you know, more deadpan. And what a difference it makes because it, it's actually something physical, but it reflexes God knows where. <laughs> and someone like Bruce Limpton yeah, yeah. would know where in yes. your brain. But it does. It definitely does resonate with those areas, your happiness centers in your brain. And it just be, it takes you bit by bit. Yeah. So the whole thing about health is that that shine, we lose it gradually over years or decades. Hey, go easy on yourself. Give yourself days, weeks, years or decades to get it back. Be mm. patient. Mm. And a lot of people want it now. But no one's going to go to a gym uh. and go, yeah, cool, I'm going to work to you know, build muscle and want it one day to the next yeah. or lose weight. Everyone's got that concept. But it's, it's different to a car. It's not like taking to a mechanic and going, good, Two days time, it's going to be done. I'm away again. No, it's not. Unfortunately, no, it's not Amazon Prime. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, it. That's no. it. And so, by the time someone's at that state, there's so many, I guess, organs. And we've got to remember that we can't break the body into systems because they're all interreliant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it does take a while. You know, if there's a, a problem in one system, for example, the liver, mm. the liver's got an amazing capacity to regenerate. But if you've got a toxic liver, you've got to detoxify. Mm-hmm. Are you going to learn how to do it properly or not? That depends. But if you don't. <laughs> yeah. So actually going while I'm on that, there's yeah. so many little tips I want to pass on, but coffee animas. Yeah. Have you heard of, I don't know if you've ever done a coffee anima, but. I don't know if, I've, is it green coffee or real coffee? Like, I mean, yeah. brewed coffee. Yeah, brewed coffee. Bro- no, no. I always thought it was good. I mean, I, I'm big in animas because it came, it's a German thing. Back, yes. Back, back in the yes. 1900s, the first thing that the doctor would ask when they would go, mainly to the rural, you know, people, because they, most people were rural, it's like, have you tried an enema? Because if you haven't, they will be number one to try, no exactly. matter what the problem is. And I can see this working a dream for so many things. It's unreal. But uh, to answer your question, no, I haven't used okay. coffee. Yes. So interestingly, but it, it was in the Merck Manual to the 1950s, 1960s. Right. And in the war, there was a German nurse who ran out of morphine and used enemas. And that's when it sort of picked up again. But traditionally, animas have been used since times of Cleopatra from way back. Hmm. Um, but that for me was an essential tool with my mercury toxicity. That and infrared saunas mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. Um, to eliminate it. And so it's not something that's going to happen one day to the next. If I had said, okay, I'm going to do one enema, yeah. great. Now I'm like, no, years <laughs> and years. And even 
Now that I, my mercury's down, yeah. I'll do a couple of weeks as a maintenance. Yeah, yeah. But just onto the enema, if we've got time to explain that, when you do an enema, a lot of people confuse that with colonics. So it's not colonic irrigation, it's not cleaning out your intestines, okay? What it is is a litre or less of uh, coffee that you have to prepare, especially organic, obviously. And at that part of your intestinal tract, there's a whole lot of veins called the venous portal plexus that goes back to the liver. So it is actually transported from there back to the liver. And in the liver, it does two really important things. It stimulates the liver to secrete glutathione. Mm -hmm. Glutathione is our most... I guess the, the most potent anti antioxidant our body produces. If you want that exogenously, you'll need to go and pay a lot of money and do an IV drip or get a supplement, but it's, it's, yes. it's, it's very effective. What else does glutathione do besides being very beneficial to fight oh. free radicals? It's actually a chelate. It'll go and bind to the coffee, sorry, to the heavy metals that the coffee is also stimulating the liver to wow. spit out. Yeah. So it's incredible, isn't it? Like, why wouldn't you do it? Where mm. in such a toxic time, it's, it's almost free. An anima or an anima kick will cost you between $15 and <laughs> $50. Yeah. And it's time out for yourself. Wow. So that's – isn't it funny? You mentioned before about buyer in the buyer area. When I first came up and started working, I was a little bit hesitant to think, oh, to mention, especially to guys, there's so many people that either want to know about or have been doing or have done it. Yeah. And yes. are open to doing it. Definitely. Because once again, once we recognise that our filters are overloaded, it's like getting barrow loads of leaves and throwing them into a pool. Yeah. There's no way the pool filter is going to deal with it. Mm. So it'll deal with it to a certain point. Then what happens? It goes back to the circulation. They'll just go and deposit somewhere else. That I'm 100% clear on that in my mind. Yeah, yeah. After having the mercury toxicity and just fighting through that. If you ever have kids um, that um, have problems with um, worms because you know like especially the nature kids you know they often have actually worm problems um, and then at night they can't sleep you know at one stage our daughter would always say can i just have an enema really so, okay you can have an enema and it, wow. you know it doesn't need much you know you know i don't know 200 milliliters yeah. if but um it takes it away it definitely takes away and then i thought wow you know i, I know so many Parents are just like you know, completely tired. Come to work to to school and it's like, oh, you know, I just couldn't sleep because the kids have worms. Like, oh, okay, man, you know, it's such a simple That's and it. inexpensive stuff. That's we just it. use uh, actually water often. You know, even that would yes. work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like for example, a lot of people who suffer constipation, just wow. by using good quality water, it will distend the bowel, which will stimulate a reflex for the brain to actually evacuate the wow. bowel. So yeah. it's got it's some information brain. on your website about that. I actually don't. Huh. I don't. It's something that you know. I do workshops yeah. on. Um, probably look to, to having more info on that. Yeah. What would you Google to find a good good example? Or you good, know what? Um, look up the Gerson therapy. Yes. For sure, mm -hmm. because they will also go into. It's basically, what they'll do is say what we've already done mm -hmm. said mm -hmm. about the nutrients. Mm. So if you do Gerson therapy, you do a fresh juice every hour for 13 hours, mm -hmm. plus the minerals. I think they put potassium and a few other things. But mm. And they'll do four, four coffee enemas a day. Now, they're getting people in late-stage cancer that have been sent away from yes. hospitals yeah. with all these amazing testimonials. So wow. th just start there. I yeah. mean, look, the, basis, the basics, are they're there and easy to follow. Um, but their protocols are one I like most. Yeah, you feel so clean afterwards as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, in terms and clear, of and clear in the right. head, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a coffee drinker. Okay. And people say, oh, do you drink coffee? I say, not through the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that about uh, wheatgrass juice as well. Oh, I would never drink wheatgrass juice. I put it in my enemas. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And that's another thing you put, like, for example, essential oils. Uh, chlorophyll is really good. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hey, in terms of your retreats, where, where do you have them? Just in the Shire, in the Bowen Shire? Yeah, or I live in Lennox Head, so yeah. I have it at my place. Yeah, cool. Um, and we've got, you know, everything there. We go and do coastal walks, for example. Mm. There's the option, depending on the group, we'll do yoga. If people want high-intensity training, mm. the, the ice bath there on the last one, there were six women and they all went into the ice. Actually, five of them went into yeah, the ice bath. Yeah. That, that's not obligatory, but they actually wanted to. Yeah, and they were cool, really frothing on it. Cool. Uh, we've got the sauna next to it. It's exactly the same as this one, actually. It's a yeah, four-seater. Cool. Uh, is this bigger than a four-seater? No, no, no yeah, it cool. just doesn't have a, a, a yeah. roof. That's probably why it yeah. seems bigger. Um, so what else we do? We'll do um, a lot of body work. We'll do live blood analysis beforehand mm -hmm. to see the state of their blood and cool. you know, give them tips. That's really important that people understand that's not diagnostic. 
It's just a guide to see how they are as far as their health. Yep. Um, but yeah, like basically we'll, we'll start with that. We'll, workshops are really important. Mm-hmm. And there's time for relaxing, but if people don't want to relax and they just want to focus on their health, it's all there. We do oxygen contrast, which is fantastic detox as well, where we have a reservoir of pure oxygen mm-hmm. and an assault bike. They mm-hmm. don't have to go too hard on it, but mm-hmm. they, you pedal and restrict the oxygen for 15 seconds. And when you do that, the brain says, oh, hang on, we need more blood or you need more blood in the, the peripheral areas, so it'll open up blood vessels, then you come through and flood it with pure oxygen <laughs> after it. You get 25 times more oxygen to the brain. Right. So these are modalities that aren't left to centre. There's so many studies about these infrared saunas, mm. for example. There's, there's so many studies that, oh, yeah. you know, the effect on mitochondria or sweating is obviously important, the detox side. Um, the EWAT, there's a lot as well. The contrast oxygen, PEMF is another really important one. Mm. You know, PEMF, I've got someone coming down from the Gold Coast at the moment who's going to go and do Ninja Warrior in a couple of weeks. He had a massive cut. And like we, he's doing the PEMF and do an hour and a half every time. His cut's healing. He can't, he can't believe it. But it's not because it's magic. It's basically because it's giving the body a required nutrient, okay, that most of us are lacking. When the body has that, it can actually assimilate oxygen or metabolize oxygen, get rid of CO2 faster and just deal with healing mm. a lot faster. It's not magic. Yeah. But we've got these modalities and, and each person's different. So different to a lot of other retreats, we'll actually go you know, individually and see what people's needs are and then just tailor something for them in that time. There's mm. a pretty extensive questionnaire before it. Cool. We've got an idea of what yeah, we're dealing yeah. with. Oh, you know? awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sounds good. Yeah, good great. Fun. If people want to find out more, of course, they can just... Uh, uh, Google uh, Jason Gilbert, but um, what would be the yeah, best website? Yeah, the website's actually feelyoungerlonger.com.au. Oh, cool. Feel Younger Longer. Right on. I'd love to say be younger longer, but unfortunately it's <laughs> a feeling, isn't it? People yeah, yeah. want to feel yeah. and they will. Yeah. Um, and my my Instagram as well, which I think I'll send you guys this, is Jason Gilbert underline. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. And my own website is actually wellbeingjace.com. Just a little bit more of what we've talked about today. Yeah. Awesome. Dot com it is, yeah? Yep. Okay, cool. Hey, we have three questions that we normally finish off with. And um, the first one is um, what makes you get up every morning? Like, What's, what's your driver when you, when you get up? Really good question. Um, so many things. Like I'm a happy person, but nice. I've traditionally sort of bounced out of bed. Um, if I'm working with people, I'll often think about that, you know, so, oh, you know, certain aspects of that person who I enjoy interacting Uh with. And if I know I'm going to exercise, love that because I'll often do it with other people, clients or other people in the area. Oh, cool. Surfing in the morning as well is a big one. Get up and check the surf. Mm. But like, as I've aged, (laughs) with (laughs) matured. With yeah. time, um, I really value my mornings. Like I, that's a little sacred time now. So I'll traditionally me- meditate. Yeah. Okay, I've got um, a piece of equipment called Brain Tap, which I love. It actually works with brain waves, hmm. and it will get you into a delta state uh, if you want to sleep faster. There's one I'm doing at the moment that's amazing for focus and, and concentration, memory as well. Mm. So I'll do that and then I'll just get out. I'll do my juice, my cold-pressed juice and my, my oils that I have in the morning, my aloe vera, you know, like the little routines I have. So for sure that's all of those things. I you think, did so well. I did well? Oh, you oh, did really well. Answer. I mean, you know, like, like I'm the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not the judge, but if I would be the judge, like, you, did, you did whatever you yeah, do, sure. like keep doing it. That's amazing. It, like I wouldn't have. 40 or 50. Yeah, if it no. wasn't that, I'd probably be thinking something in a, a week or two's time that I was going to do. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really important. You, I, I think anyway, you've got something to be excited for. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it really Could be a get, walk. Get. Could be meeting up with somebody. Yeah. And yeah. they're the same things that you'd go through if you wanted to at nighttime and be grateful for at the end of the day. Mm. They're on that list. Mm-hmm. You've done them, you're grateful for them happening. Mm. So that's a really big thing that was taught to me years ago and it created a massive shift, just mm. being grateful for things. And little things, they don't have to be big things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, um, other question we, we, we always ask is, what, what are you into at the moment? Like, what's, what's the latest for you? You know, what, what are you spending a lot of thoughts on, on, on right away, right now? Okay, two things come to mind. Um, I'm, right, I'm finishing a book that I've already written in Spanish and Portuguese and I never did it in English. So wow. I'm finishing that to pain the bum. It's really difficult. It writing in English what I've already written other language because you've basically got to do it again. Can you make an audio book, please? Yeah, it's, um, it's called The um, Secret of the Healthy Spine. 
Okay, and yeah. and it will be an audio book as well. Yeah, yeah, well, that's definitely okay. the idea. Awesome, I think. Yeah, it's a winner to do that. Yeah, yeah, and that actually I've heard that as well. Mm. Um, and the other thing is, I'm learning. Are you familiar with the app Duolingo? Duolingo. No. Okay, so I'm learning Italian and French on that, and that I'm really into that. Like, if someone leaves me time? waiting, it doesn't matter. I'll just sit myself in the corner and do five or ten minutes on that. <laughs> and believe it or not, I, it's been years since I've been to those countries, but in a very short amount of time, you'll be able to understand whatever language you want to learn. And there's so many. Do you have to do two at a time? No, well, no, you don't have to, but it was just a little goal that I put. Well, I speak Spanish and Portuguese yeah. already, so it's sort of like a bit of a gift. Duolingo is fantastic. Yeah. I will give that to my partner because we're going to Germany every year. Yeah, and, you know, that's and so good. Yeah, it's so, so much good. fun. <laughs> yeah. Great. And the last question we, we ask is, um, why do you think we're here? Like, why do you think we exist? Okay, so I've thought about that a lot and right now my current would be, I guess current uh, meaning would be love's such an important thing because it gives everything a lot more meaning. But what is our purpose? I, I, I think it's everyone has a different purpose. So finding out what your purpose is important but I'm here definitely to, to learn. I, I'd say if I had to say one thing, we're all here to learn. Mm. Okay, and my purpose is actually learning through teaching and helping but it's also learning for myself to be able to do that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's above everything else learning. Mm. So it's a driver that never actually stops anyway because you're never done, hey? That's it. Yeah, And that, that applies to everyone in every situation yes. they could ever exist. Absolutely. Even if unpleasant things are happening in their lives, they're learning. Yeah, yeah, through, especially through, through yeah, experiencing it yeah, yeah. and how to overcome it. Yeah. Oh, it's such a blessing, actually. When yeah. Normally, hopefully, when, when you look back at really tough things, and we all go through it, and some are like, look like you will never recover from it. When you do, you can come back For way sure. stronger than we were before. Amazing. And when you do, you look back and go, oh, thank God, or now I understand why. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, awesome. Well, that was on the spot. I'm happy I got that one out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done. I could have been here <laughs> for a while. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. It was a pleasure. Yeah. It was a great chat. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, really appreciate it. And I know our audience will too. And, you know, if they want to find out more, it's great that we put in there all um, the details for the retreat. I think, yeah, it's certainly something I would consider. Thank you, Jason. Thank you very much awesome. for inviting me. Guys, thank you so much for listening to The Sauna Show. My name is Sebastian Mirau, and this episode was sponsored by Krila Jacuzzi Saunas, the world's leading provider of superior quality, full-spectrum infrared saunas. You can find more information and resources for this podcast at thesaunashow.com, all one word, or on Instagram at thesaunashow. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share this episode with friends. Until next time, have the best day ever.